Hey, Kittitas Valley Sports Talk fans, welcome back to another episode of your Kittitas Valley Sports Talk podcast. I am Eric Sorensen here in Big Country Studios, brought to you by Fitters Furniture. Guys, we got the two real talents of this podcast. <laughs> Sammy Anderson, John Goodat. They're in the in the in the studio. Happy to be here. Big Country Studio, the trailer, the warmed up trailer. Yep. We we should have turned it on a few hours earlier. We should have. It's a little brisk still, but we're that, <laughs> that leather couch you're sitting on by Fitter's Furniture. That might be a little chilly. It's it was, but you know what? It's comfortable, like everything in that store. Yeah. So get down there on the corner of Fourth and Main. Check them out. Quality furniture since. Go ahead, Sammy. Yeah, there you go, Boy, that a baby. <laughs> serve a purpose. Yeah. <laughs> we'll keep you around for another week. Well, fellas, we took a week off. Lots happened in the Valley, but welcome back. Excited to have a recording again. Like I was saying when when I walked into the uh, the uh, hallowed confines, is that the right word, yep. of uh, Big Country Studios, <laughs> I'm always excited to hang out hydrate with you guys but i don't know i got i'm a little edgier today i mean we have so much to talk about when it comes around the wildcats and anything around the valley but this is quite the week we got a big episode today and and it was scheduled to record because it was just our time to record and for our dumb luck a lot happened today correct We're, we're getting ready for playoff football for central you know, we got to see them on Saturday or Sunday get picked for the selection show, show which was kind of up in the air. We weren't sure if they're going to be in or not. We thought they had the re- the resume where they're a good team to do it. But then it comes out today, and I'm driving a tractor, and I'm about driving off the out of the out of the field a little bit when I started reading the article. But yeah, uh, Central Wildcat football has joined the Lone Star Conference. That's right. That's huge. I mean, we've always been talking about what's going to happen to the GNAC. What's going to happen to the GNAC? Well, you know what? We we got our answer. This is going to be really big coming forward or going forward for making the playoffs. You know, and I think in, uh, we'll talk about it again, a little bit, uh, more in depth. I mean, I'm going to steal your thunder and say, we got Dennis Francois on the phone, our athletic director here at central. But, um, I think this is something that is officially put in place. The central's already put in place themselves. Um, in terms of, I mean, we played the LSC teams, the Lone Star conference four times. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, one of those uh, teams is Angelo, which is a playoff contender, or pardon me, number two seed in the in the, the fourth Super Region, Super Region Don't Four. Get me so started on that, yeah, yeah, continue, we will here continue. in a little bit. Yes, <laughs> but I mean, it's, it's uh, and I know Western Oregon and Simon Fraser <laughs> both had a couple of uh, games uh, scheduled, and I acknowledge my bias toward the Wildcats, but this is clearly something the Central has done to not only preserve their schedule, but also make them position themselves for the the, the playoffs correct so, yeah big big uh big announcement today uh, we've been looking forward to this for a while and i'm glad they made it official yeah but on my, my saturday i was batching it so what did i get to do i got to watch football all day baby i was yeah. so pumped and yeah. <clears throat> d1 game slowed down i got to thinking oh central's playing right now and they were blowing out simon frazier so then I started going through, because what else do you do, right? When you're a D2 football fan, you start going through all the scores mm-hmm. in the yep. top of our region. Yep. who all won. I was even watching. You the, were on top of your game. I was big yeah, You really were. Right? The text thread was, was pretty dang good yeah, on Saturday. You guys are probably wondering, what in the heck is he doing? Yeah, Why does he keep texting now? us? But it was it was useful information for a long run. Absolutely. <laughs> it was. But I it always is. Pulled up, was it was a Western Colorado playing Pueblo. 
And yep. I even pulled that up and watched the stream. And it was a, it was a fun day trying to figure it out. But it, we, we left Saturday thinking, well, they did what they were supposed to do. Yep. They had to blow everybody out after their games playing, get done playing the crossover. Mm-hmm. I actually had the thought, and I probably even texted this to you guys, of maybe we should join the RMAC, yeah. the Rocky Mountain Conference. You know, maybe that's it. It's a better travel. But then we were our, our questions were answered. Yeah. Not only a few days later, we were going to join Lone Star, but mm-hmm. I think that was really the only choice they could have made to make themselves. What was what was the league we were in? Sorry, excuse me for cutting in. Go for it. Like 2010, 8, 9? You're talking about the uh, North Central Conference, yes, NCC. We so that was 07, 08. Nebraska Kearney, right? Uh, Nebraska Omaha. You're talking Omaha. Mm-hmm. So 07 and 08, uh, uh, Jack Bishop, the uh, former athletic director, um, he and, and a, another crew of people, they, I mean, GNAC football has always been, there's only been maybe one or two years where GNAC football has been relevant. Right. Nothing against the teams or the league, but nobody plays football in the West, right? So the North Central Conference, uh, we were there, I think we were there in 05, 06, 07, 08 officially. Correct. And I say 07, 08 because those were the playoff years for us. Mm-hmm. Um and that was great because that was a stacked, stacked it league. Was every we would lose three games and make it into the. You playoffs. could still be, yeah. Uh, I think the year that we that we went to the semifinals, we had lost two or three games. That so year. Um, I'm glad you asked that, Sammy, because I have a uh, I have a historical mind on this kind of stuff. <laughs> I remember um, the the '07 year. You know, we hosted Ash. I think we were. We were eight and two or eight and three. It was snowy that day too. It was uh, it was football weather. Yes, and I was very happy to be in the press box. Alongside, <laughs> <laughs> yes, you know, and uh, yeah. So oh seven, we had two or three losses. We still hosted a game. That's Correct. how stacked that league was. Right, with the Minnesota schools. So you had Duluth and Mankato. Minnesota you had Augustana. What's that? Was it Minnesota State? In there Minnesota well? State, Mankato. Yeah. yeah, which I think now it's just going by Minnesota State. But mm-hmm. you had. Uh, I I think uh, North and South Dakota had not transitioned yet to FCS. We had North North Dakota. We played in conference. Yeah, and uh, so I mean that was just. I'm glad. So that just shows that Central has always had the foresight of we need to schedule in order to be the best. You have to beat the best, and Mm -hmm. the NCC at North Central Conference at that time, which it no longer exists, was. They were giant killers. Absolutely. Uh, um, so we hosted Ashland. Then we got the right to travel to Omaha in 07, who was ranked number one in the country. I believe. Or number one in the region, in the region. at least. And we beat them. And they had beat us here in Ollensburg. Handily. Yeah. They had. Like, I don't remember the run back's name, like but they had a horse. Yeah, yeah. That just it looked like a, like, oh, that guy probably can play. He was the Eric Sorensen. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> right. Oh, boy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, they, they whooped. We, I think, yeah, we played them just a few games later because that was, like, one of the last games of the season, I believe. It was the last game of the season. Yeah. And then we hosted Ashland, and then we got the right to go. Play Omaha. <laughs> in Omaha. <laughs> right. And then we, we beat them at the end. I can still remember Rob Lowry, the old play-by-play guy, just going crazy. I thought he had a heart attack on the radio. I can still remember. <laughs> this is before the streaming for the right. millennials listening tonight. Right. And uh, and then we got the right to go play Grand Valley, who at that point was in the middle of their absolute the dominant rain. run. Yes. But, and I think we lost, I think it was, it was a good 40 game. to 20. It was a decent it, it game. It was good for a little bit, and then yeah. they kind of pulled away at the end. Yeah. Um, 
Anyway, so you're triggering historical memories, oh, yeah. but I think this L the the Lone Star Conference LSC this this helps us obviously because uh, now we have a ten team league, I believe. Mm-hmm. If it's not ten, it's nine because they lose Commerce. Commerce is moving up to the FCS, so mm-hmm. they need us. Yeah, just like we need them. Maybe we need them more, but huge, big, huge win, mm-hmm. huge win. Well, we're about to bring athletic director of Central Washington, <clears throat> excuse me, Dennis Francois. On. Before we go to that. You know, we're going to wrap up after Dennis with uh, with more talk of this matchup on Saturday with Northwest Missouri State. Quick shout-out, Ellensburg Girls Soccer, Cleelum Girls Soccer. A big congratulations for making the state tournament. Yep. Unfortunately, their season's ended in the first yeah. round. Yeah, it was with a little some bit tough games. For both, time, for both teams. Yes, yeah. it was tough that because uh, Adna moved on after beating um, – Cleom, and I can't remember who Ellensburg lost to. Maybe White River. I think it was East Valley Spokane. If yes, I, correct. Or, yeah. uh, East Valley or West Valley, West Valley. one of the Spokane yes. teams. Yeah, and it's a uh, kind of fun because I was actually going through all the brackets today and the football matchups that have been going on, and and you know the the Burbank, and I can't remember if Goldendale won from the EWAC. Their Burbank moved on, I believe. Goldendale, Goldendale lost. Yes, Burbank moved on. Yes. Um, if we're gonna send shoutouts, uh, we're recording this on a Thursday evening. Mm-hmm. Uh, will be posted whenever you dang well please their country. Hopefully but tomorrow uh, morning. Uh, Ellensburg Volleyball is playing. Tomorrow. Like, get your coffee going. Get your scrambled eggs going. 7 a.m., I think it is. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Gee, many Christmas. White River, the Hornets, I believe, is who they're playing. Yeah. Is yeah. my memory, which is bad. It is the Hornets. I can give so, you that. Um, but good luck to the Bulldog Volleyball team. Go take care of some business and bring home some hardware. That's right. All right, right. We'll be right back with Dennis Francois, AD of Central Washington University. Your new sofa doesn't need to look like everybody else's new sofa. Let the professionals at Fitterer's Furniture in Ellensburg help you design your own Bassett Custom Upholstered Furniture. Your sofa, your way. Exactly what you had in mind. Take the short drive to visit Fitterer's and find the furniture you've been looking for, along with great service and free delivery. Why wait? Fitterer's Furniture. Quality furniture since 1896. Fitterer's. Fitterer's. All right, listeners, we're here with our guest. We're super excited to have him, especially on such short notice, but a big day for Central Wildcat Athletics. Dennis Francois, the athletic director for the Wildcats, thank you for joining us on the phone today. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. And remember, Eric, that's Dr. Dennis I'm, I apologize, Dr. Ted. <laughs> that's right. Uh, Don't leave that out. He earned it. That's he right. It. That's a good point. So apologize <laughs> for that. I, I, I think I've told you that story, Sammy, but uh, as my wife or my, my daughter said one time, uh, when her friend said, oh, your dad's a doctor? She goes, yeah, but not the kind that helps people. So, <laughs> uh, well, you tell her to tell it. that to the Wildcat Nation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that puts everything in perspective right there. I'm so, telling you what, but Dr. Francois certainly helped out uh, Central Washington football today. Uh, uh, coach, really quick, I mean, I mean, what an, I mean, like you were saying before we got on, uh, before we hit record here, this has been in the works for a while. Um you know, from the announcement standpoint, uh, it's no surprise to you, but is it nice to have it announced and out there and now we can just go forward and start? I mean, we have plenty of action left in this season, but are you already looking forward to scheduling 2022 and 2023? Well, you bet. We're, we're definitely excited about uh, just the partnership there, being an affiliate members of Lone Star. Uh, as people know, uh, Wildcat Athletics scheduling has always just been a, a battle for us in terms of football. And, uh, and we've put together some pretty good schedules. I and mean, we've played some of the best teams in the nation, Ferris State, North Alabama. I mean, you name it, we've, we, we've uh, 
uh, played a lot of good teams, but I think when you can look at it and not have to be trying to get those games rather than have nine conference games already in your schedule, that makes things a lot more comfortable. And uh, still go out and hopefully schedule, uh, you know, an FCS game. That's definitely uh, our goal to have one of those every year, of course, from a financial perspective. But I know our student athletes and, and coaches get up for that as well and a great recruiting tool for us. But, uh, but yeah, it, it is uh, a really special day for Wildcat Athletics and um, probably the, the number one question I get. And that's probably why it's nice to have it public right now. Just to kind of answer your question is, uh, you know, that is my number one question when I talk to donors and alumni and fans of Wildcat football is, you know, what's our conference situation? You know, <laughs> right. uh, who, who's going to who's going to join the GNAC and, you know, we're going to get schools to move up from the NAI level, so on. And uh, so this uh, kind of uh, uh, really makes that uh, a statement today in terms of our university's commitment to football and, and uh, really the long term success of our program. You know, I know there's more to life than than football. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I know I'm talking to uh, uh, I know I'm talking to a wrestler, uh, coach. But uh, one thing that uh, if you're going to line up with with another conference, I mean, when you think of Texas football, I mean, what else is there in? I, I mean, Texas football is just like the barometer of everything. So, um, uh, cool stadiums, uh, cool fan bases. And we've done it before. I mean, obviously, Central has shown throughout the years, and then especially more more recently, that we will find the games. And I think I'm kind of echoing what you said there is, uh, um, you know, it's nice to know that it's part of the conference slate rather than, you know, scheduling two, three, four years in advance or trying to figure out home and homes and stuff. So does it make it easier, and does it also open up a new can of worms in terms of logistics? I mean, I'm sure costs are 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 kind of getting up there too, but then you, you mentioned FCF schools uh, helping out with, with the budget as well. Yeah, well, the costs are definitely one of the things that, uh, you know, we're always conscious of in every one of our sports. Uh, football uh, is a driver. I think everybody knows that. Uh, you know, when you're looking at uh, an athletics department, uh, no doubt that football is a driver or, or, or can be, and it is for us for sure. Uh, so we, we invest heavily in football, and uh, we know that going to uh, you know play play in this conference, uh, we're going to have to make a, a larger investment when it comes to travel. Uh, but right now, uh, on you know, a typical year, we're flying two to three times a year. Uh, this scheduling uh, arrangement will be that we will play five away games one year and, and four home, and uh, and then the following year would be four home, five away in terms of the conference schedule. So. Uh, one of those away games is going to be against uh, Simon Fraser or Western Oregon. So that would be a, a four game uh, away schedule or, a, a, or excuse me, four flights or three flights. And uh, so that's just something that we, uh, you know, can budget for on a, on an annual basis, kind of plan for a little bit better uh, compared to, Hey, we've got to go get four, uh, <laughs> four games uh, and they might be to the ends of the earth uh, and mm-hmm. they might be, you know, two or three flights. This way, we can just plan a little bit, uh, a little bit easier. But uh, so there's no doubt that's a, a consideration, and that's kind of nice why it's public as well. So, you know, some of those donors and supporters uh, know that uh, we're going to have to make a larger investment. Hopefully, that's a larger investment on their end as well. 
You talk about donors and alumni. Uh, I've already committed uh, Sammy to to bump up his <laughs> alumni cr- contribution, <laughs> so uh, you can expect that check in the mail. So. We're, we're set. We're set. All right. There's one flight right there. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Coach Fisk. Uh, I'm, I'm not asking you to speak on his behalf, but I got to imagine he's thrilled for this too. He is. You know, uh, I think from a coach's perspective, uh, of course, the number one thing they look at all the time is recruiting. And, uh, you know, in that recruiting game, uh, there's no doubt that, uh, you know, that's been used against us probably a time or two. Mm-hmm. And uh, where, hey, they really don't have a conference, you know, what are you going to do, so on. So I think that is uh, one of the biggest things that really helps solidify that for our coaching staff, realizing that, wow, now we've got, uh, you know, and you, you got to play the best to beat the, beat the best to, to, to be the best. And I think when you're looking at uh, our coaches and uh, out there on the recruiting trail, uh, those student athletes know they're going to line up against some, some great football teams and, uh, and also, you know, get a, get a taste of Texas football, uh, New Mexico football. And that, that's uh, always something exciting. And I, I probably said this to, you know, quite a few people uh, quite often is that, uh, our student athletes uh, at Central Washington University, you know, they really get to see some country. And uh, you're looking at basketball, volleyball, uh, going to Alaska. You're going to go to Alaska every year, mm-hmm. and uh, that's something I didn't do until I came to Central Washington as a 50 year old person and 40 whatever I was at the time. But uh, that's that's something that you know most people don't get to do uh, their entire life. And, and these young student athletes, uh, these women and men, get to go up there on an annual basis in those sports. Uh, our student athletes, uh, you know, probably in, in quite a few of those soccer, softball, uh, they're going to go to Hawaii probably once uh, during their career, and basketball as well, volleyball as well, and and uh, and now you know you, you get to go down to Texas, play some great football down there, down to New Mexico. Uh, we've got our game scheduled with Ferris State in '23. Uh, get to go to Michigan, uh, so all those things. That's that's something that you know most bus leagues here in the Midwest. Uh, a lot of these student athletes, you know, never get on a plane, and uh, and that's something that I think we we should be proud of, and and uh, definitely uh, something that our student athletes walk away from their experience here at Central, that you know the vast majority of the, the Division II student athletes do not have. So um, it, it is. It's uh, so back to back to answer your question. No doubt, our coaches are excited about it, and uh, I think the biggest thing there is just in that recruiting trail and saying, hey, here, here here's our opponents. And we're going to, you know, that's why we're talking to you. Uh, you're one of those student athletes that we believe can make a difference in us being a, a dominant power in the Lone Star. So uh, I'm sure they're uh, ecstatic about it as, as I am. You said something there uh, really quick that I want to touch on. It might be a, a segue out of what you were just talking about, but you mentioned bus league. So the first thing that comes to my mind are like, uh, the RMAC or the MIAA or, or the NSIC. So, and, and those are, I don't know if all three of them are, but they're silo scheduling where they're just all playing each other and they don't have any out of conference, um, competition. And, and is that the way that D2 is, is going or, or, I mean, obviously with a nine game schedule, we're still going to need to fill a couple of spots every, every season, but is that kind of the way of D2, or, or is it too soon to tell? Well, you know, I, I think some of those closed conferences, uh, I'm, I'm happen to be on the uh, national committee, you know, this year is my first uh, year on that, on the football committee. And uh, it, it's 
one of the challenges of having a closed schedule where you're not playing anybody outside your conference is you have nothing to compare it to. And, you know, you can be the, you know, second team in the conference, uh, you know, or the first team in the conference, and nobody really knows how do you match up with this other in-region school, you know, and just because you don't have any of those crossover opponents. And, uh, and so there's some, you know, there's great thing about having, you know, 11 conference games uh, all scheduled like they do in the Northern Sun and some of those conferences. But uh, there's also a nice thing about having, you know, a, a couple open slots to go out and play somebody uh, maybe within your region or even out of your region uh, to have a little comparison when it comes to, to, to ranking uh, time. So, uh, you know, I wouldn't say it's the, the way of the future. I think some of those schools, uh, and I know for a fact, I was talking to one of the coaches and and, and one of those closed conference schools this year uh, that talked about it. So, yeah, people are kind of, you know, talking about should we, you know, open up a, a date every year for, for everybody to play out of conference and uh, because they, they know it has its challenges, uh, you know, n- nothing compared to having a three-team conference, uh, <laughs> but uh, definitely has its challenges when it comes to, you know, making that comparison about how good of a program you are when you never play anybody outside your conference. So, there's some good and bad with it, uh, you know, mostly good for sure. I'm sure the programs that are top of those leagues, you know, probably are the ones that are maybe more concerned about that than the ones that are maybe in the bottom of those leagues. Well, talk us through how this, you know, all came together. Obviously, we have the Schedule Alliance with the Lone Star when the GNAC, but, you know, when did the process of this start happening, and was the Lone Star always open to this idea? I mean, you know, Central brings a big – plus to that conference you know it, it's a neat they, they need each other in this in this moment you know we need to have the conference but they also they need to bring in a team that can bring some presence in the national scene so has was this a, a welcome in the from the beginning and, and just how did this thing get rolling well I, I think it all started uh of course when we started looking at our scheduling alliance a few years ago and you know the scheduling alliance uh was something that you know was, was a great value to us of course uh, getting you know some in-region uh, games against you know some great opponents, and uh, of course filling some of those dates. And as time, uh, as things progressed in the Lone Star, or maybe regressed, I would say, uh, in terms of their conference membership, uh, when you had Tarleton uh, announcing they were leaving, and uh, then all of a sudden it's like, whoa, we're, we're down to a, a, an eight league, uh, uh, eight league uh, or eight team league. And, uh, and then all of a sudden this year you have uh, Commerce leaving. And then all of a sudden it's like, wow, now, now we're down to a 17 league. That's, that's six, six conference games. Uh, this, this conference uh, scheduling alliance definitely uh, uh, helps us tremendously. But I think it really started pushing, you know, and not that we weren't talking about it before Commerce's announcement. Uh, but, uh, you know, it really made that, I think, more of a, a, an urgency on, on their end to uh, – Wow, we really need this, and and of course, uh, we knew that, you know, the, the, when they lose members, uh, that that made our alliance, our scheduling alliance, more valuable to them. Uh, but you know, you, you hate you hate doing it that way. But you know, just how things played out um, as they lost members, uh, that made our our presence and, and our games uh, much more valuable to them. And and uh, and I think they know we play some good football up here, and uh, you know. Western Oregon, uh, you know, they, they had a, a great win over West Texas A&M this year, uh, and, and they're probably down a little bit this year, both Western and, and West Texas A&M. Uh, but, uh, you know, Angelo game for us, you know, Commerce beat us a few years ago, first round of the playoffs, or excuse me, second round of the playoffs, and then 
get, they go on to win the national championship. Uh, you know, a nail biter there with uh, Angelo State at home with us. So I think they know that we we can play some really quality football here. And um, I think this announcement, as I said earlier, it helps all of our schools because it's going to help us in that recruiting game when it comes to, you know, recruit the kids here in the Pacific Northwest and, uh, you know, that we got a solid conference and, and playing some good football. Uh, so all those things, I think, play into that. Uh, but definitely in terms of moving this uh, alliance or going from a scheduling alliance to an co- affiliate member in the conference was, was one of the things that was uh, on, on the back of our mind for quite quite a few years, uh, you know, over the last probably three years, four years. But, um, you know, after seeing Carlton leave, uh, we kind of said, okay, uh, I think think it's going to become more and more valuable to them and, and uh, uh, maybe we can make this happen. With with uh, with, I guess a new a new league. I mean, or new to us at least. Like that, uh, does that make it more difficult to schedule non conference games? Because now we're pretty much limited, and you're only limited to the first one or two weeks of the season. Or is that something that you can anticipate anyway? Uh, yeah, well, I tell you, that's a very welcomed uh, challenge on our end for sure, and, and we look at that as a great opportunity. Having having a couple weekends uh, open uh, in your schedule, especially if you keep them towards the front end, uh, it, it's it's much more palatable than you know trying to find a game in week nine, which you know we've we've had that before, and uh, just because most people are you know gearing up or you know they're in their conference season by that time, so definitely for us having that uh, first couple weekends open. Uh, as I said, we're you know we're, we're keeping our commitment with uh, Western, excuse me, uh, Ferris State uh, in 23, and and we've already talked that through with the uh, Jay Pointer, our conference commissioner, and the Lone Star, and uh, and there's a couple other uh, schools that have some uh, games already you know scheduled out that the, that people you know want to continue to honor, and uh, so we'll, we'll have a little bit of leeway in there, but uh, you know most years it's going to be week one and two that are open and uh and that's just the prime time for you know scheduling an fcs game of course and then it, most other conferences operate that same way as well uh, trying to keep those front uh game or two uh into the conference uh, uh front end of that conference schedule open so or their regular season schedule open so that's uh that, that's a that's a good good situation for us for sure dennis i'm going to take a couple steps back <laughs> you had mentioned you're on the national committee and we've talked a lot here uh, about the rankings so far this year, and you know, starting at third. Thanks for asking that question. Yes, <laughs> and then uh, you know, when that first came out, I was a little shocked at third. I knew I knew we'd be in. Um, didn't necessarily think that high. And we talked on this show about potentially by the end of the year, even if we went out, we could drop a little uh, due to strength of schedule and you know some of those double dips coming in. And I'm not sure what all you're at liberty to talk about. Uh, I don't know if this is some special handshake meeting that you go to every week <laughs> that we're not allowed to talk about, but talk us through um, about, you know, the, the, there was a drastic drop from three to six. You know, there was a little, there was a little jumble going on within the region um, with uh, Midwestern losing and uh, talk us through kind of, kind of what happened there. Was it the strength of schedule or do I need to blame you independently? <laughs> you can blame me independently. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> you, you could definitely do that, Sammy, and I, and I, I wouldn't hold it against you. Uh, I, I tell you what, some some of those discussions, of, of course, are, are confidential and are, are private as being a member of the committee. Uh, but I don't think you need to be a member of the committee to, to kind of look at what, you know, what transpired this mm-hmm. year in terms of, 
knowing that we played our, our toughest opponents at the beginning of the year, uh, our strength of schedule, you know, that that's all based on your opponents and your opponents' opponents and how they do and not, or don't do and so mm-hmm. on and so forth. So that really gets complicated uh, as the as the year progresses. And uh, I knew, uh, and I think anybody uh, can kind of look at our schedule and say, okay, uh, Simon's not doing well, Western's not doing well, um, you know, Western uh, or excuse me, Eastern New Mexico is not doing well. And, you know, so there were a number of, of things. And, and, of course, we ended with uh, uh, Western New Mexico as well, not doing, uh, didn't have a great season. So we knew that uh, Angelo and Midwestern State were going to be the, the, the toughest teams that we played mm-hmm. all year in terms of, you know, uh, strength schedule and, and things of that nature. So uh, I, I think anybody can look at that and kind of see, okay, uh, our strength of schedule is going to continue to go down as as we continue throughout the season. And uh, a few of those things, as you noted, uh, Midwestern uh, dropping the game against West Texas A&M, uh, who, you know, uh, ironically, uh, Western Oregon beat. Uh, so that was, a you know, I hate to say a bad loss for him, but that was a bad loss for him and a bad loss for us right. uh, in terms of our strength of schedule. So right. uh, a lot of those factors, of course, we were saying always when we were in that third spot, uh, you know, as a, as a private citizen or an AD, I'm looking at that and kind of going, we need Angelo to keep winning and yeah. we need Midwestern to keep winning. Right. So that head to head over Midwestern is always going to be, you know, that, that final chip for us a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, uh, you know, we had to take care of business on our end and, and take care of those games. And I think we did that. Uh, but that strength of schedule, uh, the PI performance indicator is, is another uh, criteria. Uh, but those are published criteria. You know, it's in-region mm-hmm. winning percentage, uh, out-of-region or overall D2 winning percentage, strength of schedule, uh, performance indicator, uh, all these different factors, you know, wins over teams of, of five, uh, over 500. And, and there, that one, you know, of course, is not in, in our favor this year as well uh, because of, you know, just some of the teams that we played just didn't end up over that 500 mark. And, and, and that fluctuates, of course, throughout the season as well. And uh, you, know, you got a team like uh, Permian Basin, for instance. Permian Basin started off on fire and, and uh, you know, were undefeated. I think, gosh, I don't know if they were 5-0 and at one time, maybe maybe even 6-0, and and then started dropping some games, probably 5-0, and and, and uh, all of a sudden, you know, they dropped to, I think, below a 500 team mm-hmm. at the end of the season with uh, Midwestern beating them, I believe, or is it Midwestern? Or, yeah, I think it was them at the last game. Uh, so that's another thing that, you know, those, those things just change week to week. But I think we all know that our, you know, our strength of schedule, just how things played out, uh, just did, did not match up with, you know, some of the ones in our, our, our region that had some, you know, Angelo, theirs was off the charts. And Agreed. They, you know, Agreed. started off. And, and uh, so that, that's, those are the things that uh, you want to definitely play, uh, you know, a competitive schedule that's going to get you, you know, that strength of schedule. And, and, and to kind of hit on that a little bit too, Sammy, when you're in those closed conferences, mm-hmm. since they don't play everybody, like in the, the Northern Sun, for instance, they have 14 members or 13, I forget what they have up there. So they don't get to play everybody in the conference. But at the end of the year, if I'm a 12-team league and I play 11 conference games, my strength of schedule at the end of the year is going to be 500. Mm-hmm. Right, <laughs> and right. that's that's kind of the one of the downsides of being in a you know a somewhat closed league or a closed league uh, closed scheduling 
because uh, their strength of schedule at the end of the year, it, it's going to be right at that five. It might be 510, 515, 485, you know, in that range. But that, that's where it's going to be because of, of how how that just plays out. Uh, well, and you saw loser every week. The, one of the first weeks of the season, uh, I think, I forget what conference it was, but they had like four or five teams with like one loss in the Division Two. And I think only two or three of those teams made it in the top rankings of yep. the region. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's it's tough to yep. tell. We Eric and I were talking about that before we got on air, that Division Two, you don't – Division One, you have that eye test. Like, you yep. see the teams, you see them on national TV, every analyst is watching them, you know who's good. At the Division Two level, it's really hard to tell unless you find a way to watch them all. But uh, – the decision makers, yep. I guarantee, not everybody there is going back and watching all these teams play, and right. so it's yeah, it's no. it's a tough it's a tough to figure out, um, you know, the rankings. And we talk about Northwest Missouri State, who we play, uh, tough game coming up. They easily could be the top team in their region, and they're number three. Uh, so it it's yep. it's a it's a it's kind of a crapshoot, and you're going to get some good teams who didn't get a home game that right. you know could go on the road and make some noise. I'm going to change it right yep. there. One of the good teams that didn't get a home game, Wildcats. That's mm-hmm. right. But we're we're uh, we'll we'll treat Maryville, Missouri, <laughs> like home on Saturday, Coach. Give us a give us a a, a game plan here. What would you do? Well, <laughs> I, I tell you what. Uh, you know they they've got a great program there. Uh, a lot of tradition. Uh, I'm not how many national championships under their belt, but uh, uh, they are uh, definitely uh, one of those traditionally very very good programs and this year is no different uh they dropped one to washburn i think and it was a what a one point loss yes it was uh it was a tight game and uh uh you know and i think you look at their stats uh i think they allowed one rushing touchdown all year only 351 Uh, rushing yards the whole season (laughs) yeah 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 like 40 something yards average for it's they are a, a scary defensive team no doubt about it uh against the run game for sure um you know i think they had maybe seven touchdowns against them that were passing i believe uh so they're going to be a very very tough uh, opponent uh no doubt that uh you know we're going to have to play our best game on saturday um but uh you know but we've uh we've also been in the trenches with you know the angelos and uh that was a defensive match up there and we both struggled with score uh but i also think you know look at player availability and uh tell you what jj lemming uh mm-hmm. you know did a great job this year uh every time he was in that game uh you know it was going to be he was going to give it his best uh but uh once we got Qu- quincy in there uh you know just a, a little bit different quarterback probably a little bit more of a dual threat and uh, i don't know if there's a lot of those in the miaa that uh, they saw this year uh, quite like Quincy, and uh, um, and that's great. We got some some good depth in there. Uh, that if, if that happens, that we can, you know, uh, make some substitutions. But uh, I think with Quincy back there, it's going to be a, a, a little bit different game. Uh, I, and ironically, we're maybe healthier now than we were at the beginning of the season uh, in terms of some of our guys. You know, there's a few games uh, there during this year we had you know six seven starters out. Uh, just because of injuries throughout the year. And, and of course, Quincy was one of those at the beginning. So, uh, But no doubt they're going to be a very, very tough opponent. It's going to be a great game atmosphere. Uh, their facility is uh, you know, phenomenal. Uh, just built a new indoor practice facility. 
20, 21 million dollar facility or something uh, that they just built, I think a year and a half ago. Uh, so they're definitely uh, have made a huge investment in their program and, and it's paying dividends for them. Uh, you know, Bearcat football is, is, is big in, in Maryville, Missouri. And, uh, uh, but that's, that's uh, what makes it exciting for us. Um, you know, when you're going in there and, uh, they probably haven't seen quite what we do uh, in terms of you know their their opponents throughout the year, and uh, we might not have seen quite what they do either. But we've also you know matched up against uh, you know some very good opponents over the last couple of years. You play in Montana, uh, you know, so it's not like we're going to be like oh my gosh we've never played anybody you know quite right. like this. But they are going to be one of those teams, no doubt about it. Uh, you know, they're going to be a an Eastern Washington. Uh, Montana type team in terms of you know the, the, the talent they have on that uh, on their roster, but um, you know we we, we think uh, that you know we've uh, definitely feel good about where we're at uh, right now, and uh, going out of our region was a, a little bit um, interesting. I'm not on those uh, in those conversations because uh, I'm I have a uh, because it's my school, so I wasn't able to to be part of that on the national call uh, this past weekend, but. Uh, definitely, uh, you know, excited about the opportunity to go into Maryville. And uh, like I said, we're going to play our best game, no doubt about that. But uh, I know guy, our guys are pumped up about it and uh, excited to, to be playing football still. That's uh, uh, one of the things that uh, I always remind myself, uh, you know, regardless of what it is, it's, uh, there's a lot of teams at home right now going, gosh, I wish we had another game. I don't care who we're playing. I wish we were playing this weekend. But uh, so we consider ourselves for, fortunate there. But we don't want this to be our last game of the season either. So we're gonna, you know, bust our butts out there. And I'm, I feel great about. I'm sure our coaches have a great game plan uh, going into this. And uh, you know, maybe maybe they're uh, looking past us a little bit too. Uh, but I, I'm sure for them, it, it's uh, you know, uh, unfamiliar opponent to a degree. Uh, you know, the staffs aren't the same as what they were how many years ago when we played them. Uh, so I'm sure we're going to play a little bit different football than we did at that time. But uh, uh, it's it's going to be a, a, hopefully a great game. And uh, uh, like I said, we're going to play a great game to, to, to walk out of Maryville with a victory for sure. Coach, when uh, this is how we're going to wrap it up, and I'm going to put you on the spot. I'm <laughs> admittedly putting you on the spot. I know who you're going to pick to win, so that's <laughs> not the question. The question is, I didn't see this game in the Vegas Sportsbook, but I did see there was an over-under on how much Kansas City barbecue you're going to enjoy this <laughs> this weekend. Can uh, Have you, have you uh, uh, partook what? in any ribs there in, in Kansas City? You know, I, I haven't yet, but uh, I'm probably going to do that tomorrow for sure. Uh, you know, uh, Sammy knows a, a little bit about my uh, my taste here in Kansas City. Uh, Gates Barbecue, uh, Gates Barbecue here in Kansas City, and it's uh, it's a uh, uh, pretty well renowned place here. But you know, they've got a, quite a few good ones here, and uh, uh, they they definitely do their barbecue right for sure. We just need to. Get one of those in Ellensburg, I think. Uh, I'll see what I now, we're I, I, now we're talking. Now we're talking. I can see Sammy back there swabbing the pit. Back <laughs> he <there>. actually <laughs> is. Yes. <laughs> I wouldn't mind doing it. Yeah. That hey, I, and I've had some of Sammy's ribs, so he does a pretty dang good job. I think people would be uh, all over that. I appreciate so. that, Dennis. Right. Well, Dennis, we'll let you go. I appreciate you letting us uh, call you. You're two hours ahead of us, and and. Uh, I mean, obviously, enjoy the game on Saturday. Enjoy the the trip because I know you're you're there as a fan, but you're also working hard. Uh, and you know, go Wildcats! All right. Well, I appreciate it, fellas. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, looking forward to the game and uh, appreciate uh, uh, being able to talk tonight. Sounds good. Thank you, Dennis. We'll Take be right care, back Dennis. to wrap this thing up.
Country roads take me home. Well, Valley Sports Talk listeners, we're back to wrap this thing up. That sounds kind of familiar. Yeah, I can't tell, but John is blushing right now. Serenading us over the weekend as he was visiting his family. John. God, you got. I've always said John Goodhat and the shit kicker should open up for anybody <laughs> on the rodeo. And now we have proof. So, Carrie Clift, I know you're listening. Got you a demo. That was me <laughs> after a couple of Coors Lights, I guess. Yeah. Uh, a few. <laughs> but, yeah. anyways, John, you have a voice of an angel. Thank you. And speaking of that, if you're not going to make your way to the game this weekend to sing the national anthem, we got a big, uh, we got a big one this week. We've been talking about it this whole episode. Central's finally in the Lone Star Conference. Uh, coming up next year, and they're in the playoffs right now. And I know we spent a Sunday watching our phones, waiting for the the pregame show. And that's going to be one of the things—not pregame show, the selection show—because of we won the GNAC, we we lost two games to a, one to Eastern and one to um, Angelo Angelo State. And the cool part about now with the Lone Star Conference, we don't have to be worried anymore. If we win and win the Lone Star. We're going to be in. Yeah. And, right. and so we're not going to be sitting here going, oh, look at these wins and losses and making sure there's no bad. No, we just. Well, and even that, even if you lose to the right two teams, you're still going to have a good shot at getting it. Yeah. yeah. Right. You know, and so it's it's a big game changer for yeah. Wildcat Athletics when hate, it comes to football. Yeah. And I hate to say it from a, you know, because you play to win, mm-hmm. but from a strategy standpoint, we lost the right game. Yeah. Correct. You know, and so, uh, you know, we. Mm-hmm. Lost to Eastern, which doesn't count against the strength of schedule, and then we lost to the number two team in the region, which there's no good losses, but that's a good loss. Yeah. And all in right. the words of John Gouda or some Oakland owner, it's all we got to do is just win now. Just, just win, win baby. baby. Just win, baby. So, yeah. But So we got a big one. It's going to be an uphill battle. It though. is. Let's N- admit it. Northwest Missouri State. Spent a little time looking up the old football stats today, as long as the rest of you guys did. Um, looks like we got a guy. That, that's pretty darn good for Northwest, the Bearcats. Al McKellar, running back, number seven running back and all-purpose yards in the nation. And He's a, he's a horse. He, he spent three years at UIndy mm-hmm. and oh. was freshman of the year, All-American, honorable mention, which is still at hey, an all, that, it's still you're, all You're an All-American. All-American, yeah. 100%. Yeah. The next year, second-team All-American, and then he didn't play last year. He sat out mm-hmm. because – Whatever a lot of people did, transferred Northwest Missouri, picked up right where he left off. Yeah, and he's killing it right now and doing what he's doing in the Bearcats' offense. And they do have a good quarterback and he has put up some numbers. But I mean, when you look at the whole nation, and this is the guy that's showing up first up for those guys. I'd like to see, I'd like to see Dante smack him in the mouth. I would, yeah. And you know, it's so I went through and I looked at. Looked them up, up and down, checked all their box scores, checked their stats, checked who they lost to. Uh, they lost to Washburn, one-point game. They out, they dominated that game. You go look at the stats. And Washburn is a, a playoff team. They are. And they – it was like 408 total yards to 200. And they had a couple untimely picks, and they also missed field goals. Like, that was their thing. They got all the way down. Washburn was like, yeah, you might put us in yards, but we're not letting you in the end zone. Their kicker's only 3 of 8 for the year. And so he missed two inside 20, 28 yard field yeah. goals in that game, uh, but they're, they that was their only their only loss. Other than that, they've been sticking it to everybody they play. Yeah, as a whole team, they're sitting. Uh, I saw a treat, keep kind of try to fight them here again. Northwest Missouri's eighth in the total offense in the nation as a team. 
they've put up some pretty impressive numbers. I mean, Central's down to 30th, but I I see this game as being a good one for – we're going to find out how good Central is. We know that we're a really good football program and that we're back in the playoffs where I think we belong every single year. And I think that's a goal, obviously, for you know the money that we spent on the facilities, the money that we do put towards that program. Football is kind of the face of the college, and we, we were making sure of it. And it's nice to see that they're going to go up against – Unfortunately, in the first round, a team that should be not one, if not number one, number two team in the nation. From what I'm seeing on the yeah, so that that's another thing. They're I think they're number three in the nation, mm-hmm. and I, then number I, three in the I region, see, depending on what poll you're at. They're number yeah. two. Yeah. yeah, and so I can understand that Fair State is number we Fair yeah. State is number one. I can understand that they're they're just a, they're a stacked stacked team. Um, I I think Super Region three is just incredible. Incredibly loaded. Harding is the number two team. Yeah. Um, I just, um, top to bottom, it's, uh, I mean, I'm pulling out the cliches there, but you're going to run into Northwest anyway. Might as well get it out of the way now. Well, and that's the thing about, I mean, it it might be cliche, but you're in the playoffs. Everybody's, there's going to be no slap, you know what teams. Yeah. I guess the podcast. I mean, we don't slap dicks in this thing anymore. (laughs) we're, we're, We're going to play here. And, you know, whether it's the in the championship game or the first round, you, you're going to have to come out and play your best game, air free, as the baseball coach would say, air free. But um, you're just going to have to do it. And they, you know, fortunately, I think they're already down there. It's a long, not that long of a travel, but you just got to go do it. And whether you're playing North Missouri State, Fresno, Fresno ugh, Ferris State, or Valdosta, I mean, you, you just got to go do it. Yeah, you got to go happen. produce. We can piss and moan all day about not staying in our region and, and mm-hmm. want to play Western Colorado instead of Northwest Missouri state, but that's not going to do us any good. And, and, and honestly, when let's, let's talk about, let's go around the bracket there and, and I don't have it in front of me, but so if we were going to, pl- I was kind of worried about the Western Colorado game. Cause I liked that matchup, but mm-hmm. Western Colorado is like 7,000 feet in elevation. Right. I think it's the highest field uh, in the D2. We'll and just say it is. And it's in, Colorado, so it might be the highest. Mm-hmm. Well, what doesn't make? I guess it, it's all based off of travel, from what you guys have told me. Six hundred yards, six hundred miles. Okay, is they they really try to keep at the NCAA? It's different for, I think. Uh, yeah, but okay, Western Colorado is who we would have matched well, up with so if we hadn't moved. My understanding for why we switched to regions is that they tried to stay away from any rematches in the first round. Rematch, but we wouldn't have faced. Northwest Missouri State would have played oh, Nebraska Kearney, Kearney. for the yeah. second time this yeah. year yeah. in the first round. And right. so that's why that got switched. Right. And unfortunately for us, uh, the number three over there happens to be arguably the the best team in football yeah. in the Division Two ranks right now. Um, but that's where Central wants to be. That's where Central's trying to be. And you know, I'm, I'm we, looking forward to it. Right. If yeah. we were trying to win our bracket, we were going to try to get, you know, to play a team of their caliber on the other side. And so, you know, you got it early. And, you know, as as Dennis said, you know, we're as healthy as we've been all year right now. And so, Wildcats have a, have a lot going for them going in. You know, yeah, this team is considerably different than the Angelo game, than the Eastern game. Um, not to take anything away from Northwest Missouri State because they are stacked, and every year is different, of course, but they have four, six natties. They've been there like ten times. Yes. I mean, that is a program. Mm-hmm. 
But, uh, um, I mean, I'm just, I'm, I am absolutely thrilled to see what we can do against, um, if not the best team in the nation this year, definitely the best program in the last 20 years. And going through their schedule, they haven't played a defense like ours so far. We, yeah, have, a, we have a pretty stout defense. And that that's the thing. We're going to, you know, we talk about the, the, the silo schedule, only mm-hmm. scheduling within the MIAA. So, that I mean, every region has a different brand of football, right? Right. And, and uh, so Dennis says it, and I'm going to echo it, of, I don't know if they've seen us. I don't know if they've seen mm-hmm. a Quincy. Correct. Correct. And uh, I don't know if they've seen a Dante. And, and there's talent all over the place, but I don't know. Yeah, we don't we don't know how good Washburn is. We don't know how good some of the well, We know they're good play. enough to get in the national playoffs. They they yeah. are. But um, I mean outside of Well, they're twenty fourth in the coaches pool. Washburn. Washburn. <coughs> yeah. yeah, and the other team they're playing is <laughs> Washburn is playing uh, Harding. Harding. Yeah. Which would be I'm not seeing on here. Which you see every year in in those other regions, their seventh. Sorry, is that you see some of those two teams get knocked off because they're just not what their record indicates, right? And especially when you get that cross coming over from a different region, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like this could set up to be a really big, really big game for Central. Yeah. Uh, but as Dennis said, they're going to have to play. Yeah, it, it's not going to be one of those where we had a bad game but we pulled it out. Do you have the bracket in front of you, Country? Yeah, and it's, it's, I like our honestly our second round game won't be nearly as hard as the first round game. If we can, if we go down there and take care of North Missouri, say you got Harding number seven, Washburn twenty fourth in the nation in that coach's poll because I pulled up D two football and some Chinese ad pulled up and it freaked me out, so I went away from I that. I saw that. Yeah, it was weird. And, but then we got Fair State after we that game, so it's a gauntlet either way. It is. It it is a gauntlet. Um, but you know what? I've I've said for years in our region, like you make it out of our region, you got a good shot of making the national championship. We have a really tough region that we're in every year, and uh, so they didn't they didn't just get a, a normal six. You know, I would bet our money against Carney any day of the week. I would bet your money against them. <laughs> absolutely, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. I it's, look forward to it. Uh, what's the kickoff here? And it's on. I'm I'm streaming it and eleven a.m. Pacific. My TV. Yeah, and I bet the conversation of the coaching staff goes a little bit something like this: We need to score fast. We need to get up. Yeah, yeah. We need to make sure their running game is not something that they're going to have to rely make on. Make them throw the ball because you they run for like their their rushing and passing numbers are about equal, like two hundred and thirty something yards rushing per game and like two hundred and forty yards passing per game. They're a run heavy, team. and I can tell you, any quarterback in the country. Will looks ten times better when you can run the ball for two hundred and thirty yards a game. Yep. That's a good point. You're going to look. Your numbers are going to be different. It's not going to be a good indication of you, your play when you can hand the ball off, you know, for two hundred thirty yards a game. Yeah, yeah. And you're also looking at a team who's sitting seventh in the nation in time of possession. <clears throat> that's we need a running to, team. That's, that's a running exactly. team. So yeah. we get them throwing the ball, not being the yeah. Mm-hmm. Simple side of things, so yeah. So those those big boys in the middle for Central are gonna they're gonna have to cause them some damage and make mm-hmm. them have to to do something different than what they're used to doing. Mm-hmm. And I think we have the horses to to make that yeah. happen. I'm fired up. I've always loved being a part of a team who, who people don't. I mean, they're not even in the honorable mention of the polls right now. Yeah, they're not even receiving votes, no. which I've noticed they've never gotten mm-hmm. the love, which which is not surprising given their schedule. Yeah, but. We have history motivation. That's a bulletin board material right there. And I am a big fan of teams like this 
being a part of programs like this that can go out and say, okay, that's fine. Yeah. We're going to go take care of business. Yeah. You go right. do that, they're going to be all right. So it's going to be fun to watch. Hopefully we have a big celebration come Saturday afternoon. Yeah, that's right. It'll be sweet. That's right. Yeah. Boom. I'll be watching. So before we wrap this thing up, I think we're going to record next week. We're not sure. Well, we got uh, next week, and actually I totally forgot that next week was Thanksgiving. How can you forget? The fall's mm. gone by fast. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I lost mm. track of time because all of a sudden Apple Cup's coming around. But, you know, it's it's Thanksgiving time. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to cook some turkey. How about you guys? What do you guys got going on for Thanksgiving? Well, I don't know what we got going on. I don't know. We have half a kitchen in our house. That's so we're still, still right? Right. Long story, but I'll, I'll cut it off. I'm big. I don't like turkey. Mm. I'm going to say it, and I might get shot on my way home. Yeah. I'm not a turkey guy. Don't like it. I like turkey sandwiches. Probably about it. Does that mean hey, you like I'm a beef lunch farmer. meat? Or does that mean you just like turkey leftovers? Turkey left. I don't like turkey. Hey, I'm as, a, as a whatever cattle producer, I appreciate that. Yeah, thank support you. the beef industry. Well, I was going to say we love. I love ham. Oh, okay, <laughs> whatever. And mac and cheese, like those two Ooh. have to be there. And greens. Yeah. Mm. That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, I'm looking forward to cooking the turkey again. And I bought an injector this year, and I'm going to inject my turkey with something. I haven't researched. I yet, have been thinking about smoking a turkey. What? Smoking a turkey. Mm-hmm. So you you if you're gonna be forced to eat it, you prefer it to be smoked. I don't yeah. know. I just like smoking meats, and that sounded like a good thing. Yeah, <laughs> and I like when people eat. There'll my be food a comment like, after we hang up. This about is what you just really said. good. <laughs> yes, yeah. you're right. Yeah. <laughs> so I would love to for people that like turkey to eat a smoked turkey off my grill made with love. So you'll bring it to the next recording. It sounds. Like I can attest right. to that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I. I, I like the traditional stuff. Uh, I like white meat. I like dark meat. That's why I get along with Sammy so well. Uh, I like... Uh, come on. I, uh, Stuffing. But you know what? The one thing that has uh, transitioned is I used to hate sweet potatoes, and now mm, I'm like all about doubling down on sweet potatoes. Yeah. What about yams? To me, it's the same thing. It's the same thing? Is to, it the same I thing? know it's not, but to me, it is. Oh, it's got a different name. Thing. I don't eat either. So I oh. was I was, I was, was wondering. A good yeah. stuffing. I always with the... Yeah. A good stuffing can go a long way. And yes. fortunately, it makes you feel like you just ate a brick because it just goes... Yeah. 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 Stuffing yeah. the potatoes and the gravy. Oh. Put it into a ball. Oh. I forgot what we're doing. What? <laughs> that sounds yeah, so like damn good. Daydreaming about... Yeah. yeah. Oh, that sounds yeah. amazing. I'm excited for that. It's going to be a good one. Um, so we talk about like food traditions. So other traditions are Apple Cup for you. You've gone to quite a few Apple Cup games. That's right. And we had a big, the last time we had an Apple Cup, we had a big episode about it. And that was Leach's last year, Chris Peterson's last year. And then our next. We, call, said, that the, we call that right now the good old days. The, oh, yeah, my we, God. Right now, yeah. <laughs> because then we hired two coaches who never coached in an Apple Cup Not in two years. But they can say they're undefeated. That's right. That's right. They never lost one. Um I am, yes. My friend Kelly Gow and I are going again. I don't remember what year this is in a row we've gone. It'll be interesting. I'm excited. I wish it was in Pullman this year, but it's in UW. And good. You'll have a nice, beautiful stadium to go to this time. The greatest setting. You do have to appreciate I mean, it's nice. stadium. 
I don't like this. It's horrible to get in and out of. Oh, yeah, totally Traffic's dog poo. Yeah. It is beautiful. That. I'll agree to that. I was going to get my kayaks out just to kayak on in there because it seemed like it's easier than freaking driving in and out of there. Cold and yeah, I'm not like this little podunk east sider saying this because of traffic on the west side. No, it sucks getting in and out of hey, there. And after I, the game, you sit in the car for two hours. Yeah. I'll tell you, I grew up there. It's not that you're just that's right, the you east did, sider. It's that this is just a better way of life. <laughs> it's the bottom line. I go back over there. I'm like, what the hell is this? Yeah. <laughs> Horrible. I mean, I get mad pulling out my car. I got to wait for five cars right there on Vanity oh. Highway, and I'm like, "What, what the hell's going on in Oakland today? That I can't take a left in less than thirty seconds, dude. It's pissing yes, me thirty off. seconds, less than fifteen. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's so it, no. It's it's awful. Yeah. I would. It's it's always been awful. It's bad. Who the hell puts a stadium right on the water? Yeah. Where it, well, and it's a five o'clock start i believe but it's, it's beautiful it is gorgeous i will give you that we're going to be sitting up high enough on one of the sidelines so and the last time we could see out and see the sail gators out there but it'll be dark it's supposed to, there's already rain in the forecast mm, both well, teams I mean, suck at least the cougars should be bowl eligible for this game we'll yeah. see if the huskies are i don't know colorado no okay that's i wasn't that was not they a shot this, that was just a fact they need to win this weekend and thanksgiving weekend to yeah. get bowl eligible no, cougs, a, and cougs just got to play arizona tomorrow on friday and Arizona's pretty bad. They Even if they're bowl years. eligible, they shouldn't get a bowl game. Either of these the poodles two schools or the Cougs. Either one. Dude, I hope we get a bowl because I think this will be the last one for a while. As a Cook <laughs> fan. It's possible. Half possible. of our starting, half of our starters are graduating or leaving. We don't know who the coach is going to be. We're sort of missing out on recruiting. Both programs are in shambles. And that's why a shout-out to past guest Tim Booth who a hilarious tweet weekly of the state of Washington football. Oh, yeah. Central Washington's number one. Central up there Washington all the time. is number one. And yeah. someone's like, oh, you lost to Eastern. But you know what? We kept winning after that. So uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know because yeah. the, the D1 schools are freaking dumpster fires. Yeah, Eastern, Eastern's going downhill fast. Yeah. It's the they, loss they, of Shoemaker effect. Yeah, maybe. That's their fault. Yeah, Shame maybe. on you, Eastern. That's You've right. lost a fan. That's right. Yeah. That's, I'll root for the Grizz now. I'll still root for them. Just yeah. better. Uh, the Brawl of the Wild. I wish college game day would have went to yeah. Montana. So the that would have been a heck game. of a game. Shout out to Tom Burnett, who doesn't listen. Um, but uh, my old roommate in college, who the week of that game spent or played the Grizz fight song every morning at like 5.30 a.m., and I almost killed him. <laughs> like, Dude, you're about to die. <laughs> but uh, it's going to be a good weekend of watching uh, football, I think. Isn't the Brawl of the Wild, that's in Missoula, right? This year it is, yeah. And you can attest that that's a heck of a stadium. Oh, yeah, and I'm oh, sure that, that atmosphere awesome. is just nuts insane i want to go someday i've been to that stadium. stadium when it's empty yeah we you've been go. to that stadium we should go next time like eastern or yeah it plays montana we should just go yeah. and we be a neutral party yeah yeah or where all our central they gear. still give you biz i wore a central coat there when montana was playing weber state one time and they're like why are you wearing central coat we already beat you guys i'm like yeah but it was way too close on your end Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that was a when mike Riley's here um but yeah, no, I'm excited. Apple Cup, I don't know. It's been a pretty sour ride home for me for the last. I mean, eight I'll years. still talk trash and be happy when UW wins for what the ninth straight year. Oh God, has it been nine years? I think it's eight. It's, it's been, been, been more than five. Well, how many years that. was Leach at Pullman? Because he won the very first one and then lost every one. Maybe we can get Jimmy Lake on the pod and he can tell us all about. Well, it. he's got time. He's yeah, he's got nothing better to do. <laughs> yeah, he ain't got shit going on. <laughs> Jimmy Pond of Mutt Lake. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm you hoping to get the flag back this year. We share a flag. You saw it in the yep. office. Yep. It's a half cougar, half husky one. Mm-hmm. We need that. Yeah, we should. We should make a bet one of these years about getting a tattoo of the logos on no. our arms. I will not do a tattoo bet. I'll, I'm it not confident. My, as a it. cougar fan, I will not bake that bet. Because <laughs> it does never. I'll be getting a lot of tattoos, it seems like. That's right. Unfortunately. And it wouldn't be on arms. It would be on cheeks. Yes. And not the ones we can see. <laughs> It'll be next to the Wrangler Patch tattoo. <laughs> Just joking, I don't got that. But it would have been a funny idea. Oh. <laughs> well, guys, as we wrap this thing up, because I think you all got to get home, we appreciate you coming out. We're going to wrap it up with a Go Wildcats. That's right, no baby. What. Go Wildcats. Give us the Washington some pride in college football. That's right. Get this W. Go take care of those fellows out there. So uh, until next time, if we don't see you next week, have a great Thanksgiving with everybody. Take care of loved ones. Appreciate them. Hopefully we do talk to you early next week before we celebrate uh, no victory. That's right. Previewing round two, we hope. So until next time, take care. The world's so big, this town's so small. If you circle the square, you've seen it all. There's no quick fix for a broken heart when everybody knows who you are. The Valley Sports Talk Podcast is part of the Big Country Media Podcast Network. Please check out all episodes anywhere you can get your podcast. And for you iTunes listeners, please rate and review our podcast. Check us out and follow for all your local sports updates on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Kittitas Valley Sports Talk. The official music of Kittitas Valley Sports Talk is brought to you by Austin Jenks. Please go check him out and all of his great music anywhere you can stream music. I want to be your rock, I want to be your man. Don't want to hold you back, just want to hold your hand. How on a mountain breeze in your head, by the sea, salt.